Okay, welcome to another episode of Education of the Heart. The most important 18 inches of your life is it moves from your head to your heart. Once you have education of the heart, you have a lot of fruits. Um, Sensitivity, discernment, reverence, humility, edification, inspiration, and sometimes even joy. So I'm with Kendall, and she's one of the assistive technology students that at the beginning of the semester, she went through a... I don't know, seven, eight page competency assistive technology paper. And she picked something that she wanted to work on during the class to help move the education from her head to her heart, where ultimately it gives more meaning in her lives. So the first question is at the beginning of the year, how did that go? It was good. Um, I didn't know anything about assistive technology when I originally started this class. I mean, I knew what it was about, like I knew what the class was going to be about, but I hadn't done been in a SPED classroom or anything. And so that's why I chose learning about the different roles and learning about intervention times, because I had no, th- had no, knew, no idea about either of those. Um, and so I think it went pretty well. I learned a lot firsthand just in my practicum experience. Um, they used quite a bit of assistive technology in those classrooms, um, both like on the whole continuum. So. Yeah, so, so tell us about your practicum class. Was it a high school? and? Yeah, I was a high school class. I was in a high school class. Um, so I had kids ranging from freshman years to senior years. I had kids there who were even longer than that, kids who had needed to make up some classes. Um, but we had people using communication boards that I'd never seen. We had people using something small like pencil grips or like we had one girl. I don't know if this counts as assistive technology, but one girl had like a pillow on her chair because she didn't want to sit on the actual chair. And that's like one of the first things I noticed. And then she also was learning ASL, which isn't assistive tech, I don't think. But that's she was the one that used the communication board previously. And so that was fun to learn about. Um, but yeah, it was a really good place to be. And I liked being there a lot. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So... There's one of these questions that I had for you that, um, okay, so I have to tell a little backstory before I ask you this question. Okay. So there's a place maybe about 28 miles from here that you can check out assistive technology from a lending library, and you can use that with a child, take data, see if it's effective. The special ed director in the school district here, he said, if your BYUI students get some data and show that there is an AT device that helps a child, our district will buy it. And I thought, wow, that's great. And I can see every IEP they have to consider, he's gonna show that this AT is helpful. So sometimes, a a lot of times, one of the things that, that you were looking at is how in the world do I find funding for assistive technology? And how do you get your administrators to talk about assistive technology and get that into the budget? So hearing that story, what do you think about funding now? Um, I know that there's a place here specifically in Idaho where you can go. I don't remember what it was called, but I remember talking about it with my practicum partner. Um, here lending in Idaho. Library. Yeah, lending library, something like that. But, I mean, people are rich, I guess. They can pay for stuff. Because <laughs> okay. you told us about that. How, what was the name of the guy you told us about? Is it this guy? Yeah. Yeah, and how he would help. So that was super interesting to learn about. Because he's a... He's a special ed. Yeah, he's a director. Director. And he said, if it's helping their education, we're going to put it in our education budget. Yeah. So you had to have the data first. You have to have something that used. And that girl that used a communication board. Yeah. And then she's moved to ASL. Why did she move? Um, So for them specifically, because I remember asking about it. Because I was like, I'm in an assistive tech class. Like, can you tell me about this? And they said that, because she was pretty much nonverbal. 
Um, but she, they got a new communication board for her like every three months because they were renting it or something. And so because she had to learn a whole new one every three months, it was really frustrating for her to try to learn it. And so they said that they started teaching ASL and her parents don't speak ASL. They actually sent videos home with the parents to help them learn. But they said that she would just get really frustrated and that if she got really frustrated, even like not using, like if she was trying to use it, that's like the first thing she would try to throw. And so they also would have to replace it because it would break. Um, but it was just too hard for her to understand. And I think just with her academic level, it was hard for her to understand what exactly she was doing. Because I looked at it and messed around with it, and I don't think at her academic level she'd be able to do it. But she just would get really frustrated because they'd having to teach her a whole new communication system every three months. And that was just hard for her to do every three months. And that, that's what's happened in assistive technology. Ooh, we have a cool device. Let's make it work. Mm-hmm. There's an app for that, for that. Let's make it work. Yeah. But why do we go through the AT continuum? What uh, is the AT continuum? <laughs> AT continuum is when you have low tech to high tech. Um, low tech is something as small as a pencil grip, and high tech is something as complicated as a as a communication board. Um, but obviously, you don't want to start them at the hardest thing they could do, um, because otherwise, that's just going to get them frustrated, and it's probably going to give them a negative connotation to assistive tech and not wanting to use any. Um, so if you start with something smaller to see if it works and you're realizing that it's not working, then you can move up to the next level. Um, and that's super important. That's what I actually learned about. We learned about um, intervention. I talked about intervention times. That was one of my things that I wanted to learn about. And I just realized that the earlier you get started, the better. Because then, if, so if you're in like a third grade needing AT, but he doesn't get the AT until he's in the sixth grade, then there's all those years wasted he could have right. used to learn the AT and then be able to be successful with it. Because it's a lot of just like trial and error, sadly. <laughs> you right. just have to try. And that's really a frustrating process, I'm sure, but it's the only way to get them to this, the correct assistive technology that they need. Oh. Kendall, I loved all the things that you've learned from this class. So as you think about college, there's a boring college class. College is terrible. It's boring. But is there anything that moved from your your head and the boringness that went to your heart that said, you know what? I'm in the right profession. I love students with disabilities, and I'm going to make a difference in their lives. Is there something that happened this semester that brought it to your heart? It was probably my practicum. Um, like I said, I'd never, I just barely changed, I changed my major during COVID. And so I didn't even get to any actual teaching classes until probably this semester, maybe last semester, where I actually got to be in front of students teaching. Um, but this semester, since I got to be in front of SPED student teaching and in the profession, like the grade level that I wanted teaching, I was like, I remember like day one, I was like, oh, this is where I need to be. <laughs> and even when I left my last day, one of the paras that I got pretty close with because she was really loud and outgoing like I was she gave me a hug and she was like you're exactly where you need to be don't like if you need anything let me know and I like almost cried leaving I was like thank you but I think I was really inspired this semester if that's one of my my five six things that we're supposed to learn about I was really inspiration were definitely up there I love it so how has that education of your heart helped your testimony of Jesus Christ um I mean, I think when we, in our other class, I'm going to connect all the classes that I'm taking from you. In my, in my evidence-based practice class that I'm taking, we talk about teaching in the Savior's way. Um, and I think that helped a lot, too, because I got to see firsthand what these kids go through. And even though God made them like this, they also gave other people to help them get through this life successfully and in the way they're supposed to. And so it just helped me realize that even though it's hard, even like me, I, I had hard days with the kids and the teachers had hard days with the kids. Um, and even though some of them weren't members, I mean, personally for me, I, I am. So, But I don't know, Christ is always there. And that's always something that I was able to realize this semester. Not that I ever necessarily doubted it, 
but he is just more apparent this semester. And even though I've had to change my major three times to get here, he always knew that this is where I'd end up, I think. So. Oh, I love it. I think that's part of I think that's part of the purpose of this education of the heart is it's coming from your head to your heart, filling the spirit and sharing your testimony. I think that's really what it means. It's it's how we're more human. Okay, well great. Thank you, Kendall, and we will see you next time. <laughs>